Welcome to the My Creative Days podcast, where we will talk about all things DIY, home decor, decorating tips, and creating a beautiful home on a budget. I am hoping our time together will spark a creative idea, help you plan your next DIY, or inspire you to finally tackle that project you keep putting off. Grab your favorite cup of motivation and let's chat. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. Today I'm going to talk, well actually um, I have sitting in my office here right behind me, I have a um, <clears throat> my latest dresser that I'm going to make over. Uh, Matt and I kind of went on a little, kind of a little picking trip this weekend and <clears throat> I found the most amazing little piece. I love little pieces, um, little pieces with little drawers or just smaller pieces. I think it's because we don't have huge rooms in our home. Um, so, you know, the little pieces that still have tons of storage or whatever, I just love them and they're just harder to find. And I thought I found the most amazing piece um, and it was priced great at our restore. And so um, I stood by it. Matt went to get a cart so we could get it in a cart and um, there was a piece on it that I knew we would have to fix and Matt was with me. So he's like, yeah, that's an easy fix. He took all the drawers out and then we were kind of looking it over and then we put it in the cart and then we found that there was a piece off, off one of the sides that was missing. And I was like, oh, that's okay. Cause I can just take the other one off on the other side. So that's not a big deal. And then just, uh, further inspection, we were finding other things that were wrong with it that were going to make it actually not worth the, um, money and the time that it would take to fix it. So I had to let it go. <laughs> I wish I didn't. I, it was like the best piece, but you do definitely need to, um, you know, stick to, you know, know what you're looking for, know what's worth it, what's not worth it. And so I left without anything. And then we stopped at a thrift store on the way home and there was actually a dresser literally right inside the front door and it was perfect. So I'm going to start working on that, uh, this week. And so I thought I would, as I was getting <clears throat> all my supplies and kind of everything ready as I'm um, recording this, it's winter in Iowa. So I do some of the work that I can, you know, out in the garage and, and whatever I can do out there. But f as far as like painting and things, our garage isn't heated. Um, it's just not a good environment to be painting and stuff in. So I do a lot of that part in my office. So I'm kind of gathering supplies from, you know, the garage, then moving into my office and and all the things. So I thought it would be um, a good topic to kind of talk about uh, 10 supplies you need to paint furniture. Now, not every piece of furniture gets painted. Let's just start off there. <laughs> Whenever I post any of the makeovers that I do on furniture, um, I definitely have those people that um, are not a fan of painting furniture. And I'm not a fan of painting every piece of furniture. There are definitely pieces that um, you never want to paint. And I have those pieces in my home. There are pieces that are uh, not past the point of restoring that... <laughs> <laughs> that you can definitely, it's easier, you know, to restore them and, you know, maybe stain them or just, you know, clean them up and put a little restore on them. One of the products that I love and I've shared many times. Um, but there are those pieces that get painted too. So um, this is all about 10 supplies you need uh, to paint furniture, things you should have on hand. So number one, and this is so funny, but it's one that I never, I don't know, you need paint clothes right? Like or an apron, something. Put on your paint clothes. I was just somebody on Instagram today. We were talking this morning. She she reached out and we were just kind of talking about 
paint clothes and I said, I swear every piece of clothing I have have some little speck of paint on them somewhere. Um, because I'm the person that's, you know, I'm just not patient. And when I have an idea or like, I really am in the mood to, you know, paint or like make over something or, you know, create something else. It may not be furniture. I'm like, oh, it's just a little bit of paint. I'm not going to get it on my clothes. And every single time I get it on my clothes. So definitely put your paint clothes on. You need it. Or if you're, if you're, you know, can do an apron, um, and get away with it. My problem is, is that I usually have it on my hands and then, well, like now in winter I have long sleeves on. And so somewhere on my sleeves, it'll get on if I have an apron or, um, like my pant legs or whatever, the apron doesn't go all the way down. So I definitely need like paint pants and paint shirt on to make sure that I'm fully covered. (laughs) Otherwise it's going to happen. The next thing you need is a tarp or some kind of covering, depending on where you're painting. Um, I do, I, we do have a paint sprayer. Um, we have had the the paint tents um, before. That's another thing that you could, you know, instead of a tarp, uh, invest in a uh, paint um tent. Those are amazing. Um, and I don't just use those. I mean, they're great, especially if you're painting, spraying. Um, on a windy day and you're outside, if you are inside that tent, the leaves and things that are flying around you aren't going to stick to your paint and your piece of furniture. Trust me, that happens. So, <laughs> or, you know, like some dust or some sand or something, if a big wind comes, um, all of that's going to stick to the paint on your piece of furniture. So being inside that tent is really, really nice. So you need some kind of tarp, tent, you know, protective covering, depending on where you where you are and always go bigger than you think. So um, this this is always a topic for us when we have one of our flip houses. Um, I am somebody I do all the trimming, you know, when we're painting walls and things, Matt, Matt does the rolling. And so I'm always down, you know, he's always standing up and rolling. And then I'm you know, I get down to more the detail, the trim and stuff. And so I can see the floors. And if you are rolling or even painting, um, furniture, that paint can travel distance, distances that you didn't even think were possible. <laughs> so you want to tape a, or a tarp, a floor covering, whatever, bigger than you actually think, because it is going to travel that distance. Um, you may need to put up some plastic on walls and stuff, depending on where you're painting. Uh, but you definitely just want to protect um, your area, wherever you're painting, and and go bigger than you think, because that stuff travels. Um Another thing you need for sure if you're painting is a cleaner and rag. So I'm going to leave inside the description uh, show notes here. I will leave a link to all this stuff. I have a whole post about this and I will leave a link to that inside the show notes so you can definitely check it out. I'm not going to go into specific cleaners and things that I use here. I'm just kind of going over the list like make sure you have these 10 things. If you wanted to paint a piece of furniture this weekend, um, just to kind of have these on hand, but you definitely need a cleaner and a rag. Um, there are, the cleaning process does not have to be this whole drawn out major process. I would say, you know, it's depending on the, the type of pieces you, you are picking up, but especially if you're just starting out your pieces that you're going to be picking up because your, your skill level may not be, you know, as high as somebody that's been doing it for many, many years, but you are definitely going to want to, the pieces that you're going to be picking up are, are going to be pretty good. Like they're going to be in good condition. They're going to be dusty. They may have been sitting in an attic or something for a long time. So you need to clean them. This is the part where people usually skip and it's going to ruin the entire rest of your makeover process and the end result. So you do definitely need to clean. 
um, no matter what you're doing to the piece of furniture. So um, you you need a cleaner and and some kind of rag to clean the to clean the piece. <clears throat> Sandpaper. You need sandpaper. So this is all about painting furniture. So you definitely, any piece of furniture that you're going to paint, you want to give it a scuff sand. A scuff sand is, um, I won't get into it all here. I think I, did I do a podcast on that? I can't remember if I did a difference between a scuff sand and a, just like a, like a more in-depth sanding. Um, but a scuff sand is basically scuffing the surface of the piece of furniture to prep it for, you know, primer and paint. So um, you definitely need sandpaper when you're painting a piece of furniture. Um, another thing that I will not live without, if you are brushing um, and sometimes rolling, depending, depending, um, is the spray bottle that I have shared um, on social media and on my blog and all of that. But you definitely need the uh, continuous spray bottle for water if you are brushing furniture. So it will help alleviate your brush strokes. It's amazing. And I have linked the one of them that I absolutely love inside this post that will be in the description. But you, if you have never used this, and a, and a regular spray bottle just doesn't work as well. If you have never used this and you are somebody that's getting sick and tired of seeing brush strokes on your pieces, I'm telling you, hands down, get your hands on this. It's under $10 your life will be changed. <laughs> it's amazing how well it works. Um, so definitely that's something that I always have on hand when I'm painting furniture. Good paint brushes. Okay, can we just can we just take a minute and like, let me just say it again for the people in the back. Good paint brushes. I definitely um, have, a, have a brand that I love. They have created um, paint brushes for like everything that you would need to paint, like they've really thought about the furniture painter and the painter in their designs. I just, and somebody who's been buying paintbrushes for over 20 years and being so disappointed when I found these, I was like, I was just so excited. It was like, yes, finally, somebody who understands. Um, so, and don't ever buy the cheap paint brushes. We did that all the time. When we were making over our first house that we had and then this house, we were buying the cheapest brushes. I mean, that's what our budget could handle. Um, but we wasted so much money because of those brushes, because they didn't hold up. We couldn't clean them. We were throwing them out before we were done using them. And then we were going to have to buy more anyway. So you need some good paint brushes when you're painting furniture. It's just, it's one of those investments. And by investments, I'm not saying it's hundreds of dollars, right? But just invest in a good paintbrush because it's going to pay for itself over and over and over again. So um, make that, that's important. Make that, um, and, and you could be spraying um, furniture too. You could be rolling it. But if you're doing any kind of brushing, get some good, um, get some good brushes. You, you want a good roller and all of that too. But I do a lot of painting by hand, so I definitely want a good paintbrush. Okay, what else? You also need a primer and or stain blocker. Sometimes, um, with the brand that I love, um, it comes all in one. There's just like one can I have to worry about, and that's it. And that's that. I love that. Um, but you definitely, when you're painting pieces, um, even when the paint brand or whatever says you don't need to prime, you don't need to, you know. Yes, you do. Just just do it. Um, you know, these are these are simple steps, the whole cleaning, the whole sanding, scuff sanding, the primer. It's a it's a simple. They're simple steps, but don't skip them. Um it's just going to make the entire makeover and the end result that much better. 
um, paint. You need a good paint line. Now, when I first started painting furniture, and it's so crazy from when I say over 20 years ago, um, I started painting furniture because I wanted to furnish our home. Um, like I'd seen in all the magazines and on TV and everything. And our budget was like, uh, you can't just walk in a store and buy that. There's no way. So I had to get creative and painting furniture was how I furnished our home. But, um, when I started doing it, um, you know, we were painting walls and stuff in our house and, you know, just changing the color on the walls. And so I'm like, well, I got a dresser to paint, so I'm just going to use the wall paint. Back in the day, they did not have paints like they do now. Um, and oh my gosh, <laughs> paints have come a long way. And I definitely have my favorite. Um, one of the paint lines that I absolutely love is a three-in-one paint line. So it's got your primer, your paint, and your top coat in one can. You guys, you just use this one can and you have the whole thing done. This line of paint has made, cut my project time down by more than half. It's 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 amazing. Beautiful colors. It's just a three-in-one. Like, it's just been a game changer. So I absolutely love that paint. <clears throat> Another thing that you will need is a top coat. And so if you're not using like a three-in-one, like I said, um, you definitely want to put a top coat on. Um, they come in different finishes. I will share my favorite top coat. It'll be in the, the link in the description. But you, you just want to finish off the piece, right? It's just a protective coat. It's just going to make the piece last longer, the finish last longer. So you definitely want a top coat. And the last thing you need um, in this list of 10 supplies is plan B and C. <laughs> I just shared this weekend, um, we were actually working on a different project out in the garage um, on this Hutch project. And um, Matt and I were out there and I was on Instagram. I was just kind of sharing some of the process. And again, I said, every time, every time I do a project, I don't care if I'm painting a piece of furniture, working in one of our flip houses, whatever it is, I, we have to have a plan B and a plan C. And it just happened again this weekend with that Hutch. You just definitely need to have an open mind. You need to be flexible when you're doing these projects. And and furniture is just one of those things where, um, you know, there's been many times when I think, oh my gosh, I'm going to paint this, you know, piece of furniture black. And then it's like, you, st I start getting like the top drawer painted and I just know but that's not the right color, right? So like you have to change colors. Maybe it's you get the paint on and you're like, Ooh, that paint color is not so great. Like that blue looked great in the paint can, but when I got it on this piece of furniture, I need to do something else to it, right? Like maybe you need to add a wax or something else to it that just to make it, make it better. Um, so you definitely have to be flexible and open <laughs> when you're doing these projects, which that's part of the fun of it. Um, for me, I mean, granted, I get, I get frustrated when things, you know, and I'm the most impatient DIYer. My husband can attest to that, but, um, I get frustrated when things don't work right, right, the for way I first thought it was going to work. But I'm telling you every time plan B, C, D, E, F, whatever it is, you know, you have to like, you know, go that direction. It always turns out better than what I had initially, initially planned. I'm not even kidding you. So, um, and it's just... All of those changes you're making while you're doing the project and your plans are changing, they're all things that you're learning for the next project. It's like, it's just like nothing's a mistake or nothing's going wrong. You're just learning and stacking up knowledge for your next project. So definitely be open and um, willing to change your plan. So I'm just going to go over this list again. 
So the 10 supplies that you need to paint furniture, paint clothes, a tarp, a tent, whatever it is, depending on where you're, 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 you're painting, um, a cleaner and rag, sandpaper, continuous spray bottle. I'm telling you guys, it's a game changer. Um, good paint brushes. Do not skimp on good paint brushes. Primer and or stain blocker. Paint, top coat, and your open mind and flexibility. Plan B and C will probably happen. So I'm going to start getting this piece prepped behind me, but I thought I would just come on here and share this, and I hope it was helpful. If you have any questions or you have another topic or another something else you'd like me to go over or talk about here on the podcast, please reach out to me at lindsay at mycreativedays.com. I love, love, love hearing from you. Um, Keep sending your messages. They literally make my day. So um, until next time, I hope you have a great week and I will talk to you soon. Hello, friends. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I'm grateful that you tune in every week and that you share the show with your family and friends. I love having creative chit chats with you. And my hope is that this podcast will inspire you to try a new project start a DIY that you've been putting off, and decorate your home exactly how you want it. There are a few ways you can help us with the podcast. Follow the podcast so you don't miss an episode. And if you could take a few minutes to leave the podcast a review, that would help us so, so much. Again, thank you for being here, and I look forward to our chat next week. Bye-bye.